Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you guys are having a good day. Um, we are going to jump right into a topic here in just a second. Um, but again, I want to call your attention to a couple things. The website, uh, if you're interested in some programming, uh, particularly right now we have some weightlifting programs up for sale. Um, these programs are designed to address certain weakness areas, uh, overhead pressing, back strength, squatting strength, in your Olympic weightlifting routine. Um, also, on the website, we have um, some articles and, and uh, blog blog posts, things like that, that you can check out. Um, but stay tuned on the website. We're going to have more and more on there in terms of um, our store uh, with some new clothing uh, options coming here soon. And uh, with that, also, if you enjoy our content on the podcast and uh, YouTube page, we would love for you to consider joining our Patreon page. It's only a dollar a month for our entry-level tier, and that gets you uh, programming, um, daily programming uh, for either weightlifting and or just general strength and conditioning. Uh, You get to pick. Uh, And there are a couple other tiers, but um, again... The, the Patreon allows us to, you know, create this content, have, you know, some extra cash flow to upgrade our, you know, recording equipment and cameras, things like that to give you guys the best quality that we can do. So today I want to talk about some scientific journals or one in particular uh, or one article in particular. Um, as you may or may not recall, I, um, oh, about a year ago, I, I was reviewing a lot of things from some journal articles and um, just became kind of, uh, you know, a a fun thing for me to relate some new information that's out there to you guys uh, that may not have access access to some of these journals. So I thought I'd do um, just some shorter podcasts here that um, are just reviewing the literature of what's out there. Now, I normally will pick exercises or pardon me, uh, journal articles that are, you know, of importance to me, uh, you know, that frame around the type of athletes that Chelsea and I train um, and use that information to either back up, you know, our claims and what we've done and to justify some of the programming ideas that we've put together and or to learn something new and to change something that we're doing. But again, the take home point is research journals um, oftentimes provide a lot of studies that um, are just retesting, retesting, or a meta-analysis of things that are out there. Um, a lot of things that maybe you studied in school, and they keep retesting and retesting, but that's good. Because, especially if it needs to change, but also if it continues to back up and support what you've been doing. So, you know, if I'm putting together, uh, say, our, our past program, Power, Agility, Speed, and Strength, one one way other than just the results of the program and my ex- experience and Chelsea's experience is the fact that we can point to specific articles that tell um, the, the reader or the parent, the coach, whoever I'm trying to sell the program to, that our program is based in science. Our claims are backed up with, you know, research at the same time 
we've also done it many, many years and have a body of evidence that proves that it does work as well. And that just helps you to sell your program. So whenever you put together a program, if you're putting together a six-week challenge for weight loss or if you're putting together a running program, anything like that as a coach, look up some of these articles. Look up some of these research articles and and, uh, see what the current literature out there says because that's only going to make your program stronger and, and more um, more viable out there on the marketplace. And on the off chance that maybe you were doing something and you go and read all the current literature and it's like, oh, I've actually been doing this wrong, that will save you a lot of time uh, in recalculating or retooling your program or at least not putting something out there that's factually incorrect. So do your research. Look at some of these articles. I know research articles are not always fun to read, but that's why I'm going to bring some of these to you, some of the ones that I feel are in, uh, important in pointing out. Um, the one that I want to talk about today is a is in particular about uh, overweighted implements in training. And I've seen this a lot over the course of, the, of my career. People using, you know, weighted footballs or weighted baseballs, you know, to, to work on arm strength throwing and things like that. Um, using weighted clubs or weighted baseball bats for, you know, swinging, you know, building up the, the, the musculature there, swinging. Well, you have to realize that when you train, there are skills that are transferable and skills that develop other motor patterns or, or habits uh, that you'd have to say, you know, recalibrate or, or re relearn. And you want to use, use a good balance of highly skilled, very sport specific movements um, in addition to general physical preparedness exercises that will have good transfer. So for example, years ago, I, I did a golf training program. I, I went to get certified and it had us using a club um, tethered to a cable crossover machine. So when you would swing through your swing, you had some resistance. And although that sounds like, oh yeah, you're going to build up a lot of power through that swing, it actually changed how you swung. You, your hips uh, rotated a little bit more. You used a little bit more uh, trunk flexion uh, and more of a chopping motion uh, rather than a fluid swing. And so if you train that way, like in the gym, that's going to transfer over to your swing and you might pick up some bad habits, uh, especially if you are using that as kind of a warm-up and then you step out onto the course uh, to go. Or what we see more more often is we put a weighted um, collar around the, the end of the club or in baseball, the donut around the bat, and they go out and they take a few warm-up swings and then step up to the plate or step up to the tee box. And this study would indicate that that's probably not a good idea. And that's something that, that, that always kind of stuck with me is it just didn't seem like it was training the right movement pattern or that it could be problematic. And again, those are, those are values, those are things that I've kind of talked about for years and why I've never done that, why I don't use those kind of things in my sports-specific training. And it's just nice to have an article that backs that up. Now, what it does say is that if, if you're going to take a donut on your bat or have a collar around your golf club and you go out there and do some general um, you know, rotation work with your, your shoulders, just kind of swing the bat around in one arm and then pass it to the other arm, swing it around and kind of do some general warm-up movements with a heavier implement, that might be okay. But taking actual cuts with your bat or lining up and taking actual swings with that weighted club, 
is not going to be beneficial. It will decrease performance. And in the case of the baseball, they actually, they actually looked at an underweight bat. And the underweight bat produced more bat speed with the regular bat uh, than the over, overweighted bat did. So that would indicate that you know maybe a little more research needs to be done, but maybe for a warm-up, like when you're on deck, you grab a bat that's lighter than what your normal bat is and take a few cuts that way, and that will increase your speed and timing when you step up uh, with your actual bat. Um, the other thing it looked at was throwing implements, and, and it talked about like weighted footballs and weighted baseballs for throwing that are highly skilled uh, mechanics with, with the throws, um, that that was not necessarily going to be beneficial. And obviously catching weighted balls was not going to... You're going to react differently when that weighted ball is coming at you. Um, and throwing a weighted football or a weighted baseball, you're going to hold it a little differently. Different muscles are going to take over uh, to support and balance everything out to the point where it may or may not be transferable to actual pitching performance. Now, looking at things in a general standpoint, from a general standpoint, if I had a weighted baseball and I had just had my pitchers kind of playing some soft toss with it, you know, just as a warm-up, that, that may be thing. But then when it gets time to actual doing my pitching, um, I want to I want to make sure that I use a, a regular baseball. Um, the the research was mainly looking at whether you're look you're you're warming up, you know, using this as you know right before you exercise, almost like a um, a potentiation kind of thing. Um, the one area where it did show some significant improvement were with throwing athletes uh, in like track and field, like throwing for distance athletes. Uh, so shot putters, discus, javelin, hammer throwers, using weighted or overweighted implements because you still hold it the same and you're still going to throw it the same because you're throwing a weighted implement already. So training with something a little bit heavier um, had more results. Now, they actually looked at some things that were about five pounds heavier than what they normally throw and, and one throwing about uh, three pounds uh, heavier, roughly. And the one that yielded the best results was, you know, about three pounds or one and a half kilos uh, more than what their actual implement would be. So again, you're not trying to go super heavy. The heavier you go, the more that's going to change the mechanics. But something maybe a slightly heavier uh, for those throwing athletes. So overall, the, the study you know, kind of leaves the reader with you know, the idea that a little bit more research needs to be done, uh, but just some general things to think about. If you have a swinging athlete, like a golfer, a uh, tennis uh, uh, athlete, or a baseball player, where you're swinging an implement, using weighted clubs, weighted bats, uh, swinging in that same pattern that you would use in your sport, uh, is probably not a great idea. And I think this is the biggest takeaway for me. Now, there's a lot to take away from the article, but that's, for me, the biggest takeaway because I still, uh, that that golf course that I went through, a golf training uh, course that I went through was back in 2004. So, coming up on 20 years ago, that was the, you know, dominant theory, at least in some of the literature that was out there. Now, where I'm looking at uh, programs that still have some sort of you know weighted training in there or weighted swings like that and again if you're going to do some general movement patterns that have transferable skills you can weight that so for example maybe i take a um 
a, a weighted mace and I do some some swinging back and forth side to side. I know you can't see me, but I'm doing it right here in my in my office, uh, swinging back and forth. But that would that would transfer. You know, that kind of swinging motion has a general transfer because uh, you're transferring weight from front to back um, or side to side over to your golf swing, but wouldn't actually make you adjust your actual swing. Um, so again, you're looking at transferable skills, skills that are similar in motion or going to train the muscles that you need uh, for that particular movement, but not the actual movement itself, not weighting the actual movement itself. It's, it's like um, uh, weighted box jumps, weighted uh, things like that. Uh, a weighted box jump, nothing wrong with a weighted box jump in the sense that uh, if you have like a weight vest on but holding on to dumbbells, uh, that's not necessarily the best way because again, the way those weights are going to swing or the way you land, the, your mechanics are going to be slightly off. And we know that landing mechanics are just as important as the, the power and the takeoff And so, from an injury prevention standpoint. So you have to look at that. So if you put a, a, a tightly fitting weight vest on, that might you know aid a little bit more. Um, jumping just vertically up against some bands, um, you know, slamming you down to where you have to catch your, your weight. Um, maybe, maybe better than holding on to dumbbells. So there's certain, there's more research that needs to be done in using overweighted, uh, movements or implements, but just some things to think about is your, uh, whatever you're going to do, whatever kind of resistance you're going to do, is that going to affect the mechanics of the actual movement, uh, when they're on the field or at the plate or wherever they are on the court. And that's something you need to take uh, into consideration. And, and the general research in this study would, would tell you that it's probably not the best choice of exercise. All right. Hope that helps. Um, I, I will link the study below so you can read a little bit more uh, about it if you're interested. And we'll talk to you later.